Wings Up, a podcast about FAMU athletics, is here to talk about FAMU in a positive light, what's going on, and always keep you abreast as to the most up-to-date events related to FAMU athletics, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, or even FAMU golf. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up to the light. We're going to share it so that you can brag and tell all your other friends in the swag that FAMU is the greatest school on this side of heaven. I'm Keith Hadley, and I am a graduate of Florida University, and I also run the FAMU Fifth Quarter on Twitter. Like the Twitter page, follow it, and make sure you share it with your friends so that they can keep up to date as to how great FAMU is, so that if they're not a rattler, they can know their kids need to be. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up here. And man, oh man, today was an awesome day. If you are a fan, you and like myself, you are probably, uh, ugh. I ain't gonna say whistling Dixie because black people don't whistle Dixie. <laughs> and the heavens with that, but you're on cloud nine. It is a joyous occasion and wonderful feeling to be able to see any representation of your university in a positive light, especially when it is a brand representative like the Florida A&M University Marching 100. That is always, always going to be a group that I am going to champion and celebrate and encourage. And today, if you have not seen the performance at the Louis Vuitton Men's Fashion Week, it's okay. I understand. Most of y'all are still working. I'm only off for the summer because school is out. But it was a great show. I didn't get to see it live myself. I had to watch a reproduction. And full transparency, I've watched it like four times. I, I watched the Uber short performance. I watched the Louis Vuitton commercial version. Then I watched the whole thing. I kind of skipped past a lot of Kendrick's part just because no shade on Kendrick Lamar. I just I wanted to see FAMU's band at the time. And my daughter's waiting on me to come downstairs and play games with her. So daddy got to do what daddy got to do. <laughs> I can't be over here leaving my baby waiting for too long. But I wanted to make sure I recorded and got the pod going for today. And I've already done the live pod for this week. We're going to see about doing another live pod next week. And we got a potential new host. We're going to. Make sure we contact him and see what's what. But we have a potential co-host that is going to help us and hopefully help make the brand better. And we're also cooking up some things for football season. More to come later. Uh, But I'm excited, y'all. I probably say that more than I should, but I genuinely am. I'm bubbling. The 100 played some FAMU Classics, SOS, Mighty Rattler, they played the band entrance and it was just it was awesome. It was really awesome to see that the Marching 100 continues to bring the funk, bring the noise and draw the attention of those across the country and is doing such in a in a public place that is in a positive light. As always, I know FQ FAMU Twitter page and the Fangs Up podcast. We are here to make FAMU look good. That that is what I'm here for. I, I'm not here to really break news too often, but occasionally I do, as I did earlier this week, and I had multiple sources help me break that news. But 
we're not trying to break too much news too often. We're really more so here to support and to pontificate how awesome this university is. And I personally want to be an advocate for that and to help our students when they need it in any way I can, in any way possible. But if you have not watched the video, go to the FQ family Twitter page or the Fangs Up Twitter page, or you can go on the Louis Vuitton Twitter page. Any of those pages, you can find the video of the March 100 performing in Paris, and they did a exquisite job of displaying their efforts and their talents, and to consider these students did this in about two weeks, maybe a little bit less, and they weren't all on campus at the same time. Some of them were enjoying their summer break or what had what semblance of break they have and thought it not robbery to go across the water, get a passport and represent Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University in Paris, France. I am very proud of them, very appreciative because I want my university to outlast me. I want my children to go to FAMU. I want my children's children to go to FAMU. I want as many people as possible to attend Florida A&M University and these ladies and gentlemen being ambassadors for the university do just that. And this could potentially be a way for FAMU to become a national brand and an international brand. Maybe we enhance our digital footprint, our online offers are not online degrees such that Students from across the globe are attending Florida A&M University and earning degrees. I think that's the future, personally. I really feel like FAMU needs to, not should, needs to develop and embrace a more a lengthier, a better a more diverse catalog of classes for our students to take online, especially online degree programs. If FAMU were to offer four or five more online degree programs that could be sustained, I think it would benefit the university in the long run. Look at a school like Troy as an example, maybe even Arizona state students that schools that are good, maybe not great, but if you look at Troy University, you don't think it's as big as it is. You go to Troy, Alabama, you're like, don't nobody go here. Look at how many students go to Troy internationally, and you start realizing that's a big school. Like, same thing with Arizona State. Arizona State has an online program, and you start looking, and you're like, oh, okay. So this is possible. Like, yeah, it is possible. So just kind of one to get that idea out there just to go along with it. I hate Bing. I tried to look it up on Bing and it, it doesn't work. <laughs> but that being said, looking forward to some good things. Troy's at 18,000 and it's not a huge campus. A lot, quite a bit of those are online. Uh, but as we continue going on and I mentioned the marching 100, naturally the marching 100 are most likely going to have you start thinking about football and FAMU football and what is going on 
on the FAMU football field. And right now it's it's not a terrible lot for this half of the week, but for the week in its entirety, it's, it's a good bit. FAMU went on some recruiting trips. We had Coach Risperis go up to Pennsylvania and come back. Students were offered. We also had some students that came in and did tours of the athletic facilities, which we should definitely improve. We we gotta we gotta get a new field house, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. Just gonna be honest. I think we should new field house, north end zone needs to be redone too. I would love to move our administrative offices all to the football stadium and then have like a north end zone tower that just hosts all that stuff. I think that would fix a lot of our problems related to FAMU parking and the police station. Like put FAMU PD there, have the substation where everything where they are now, but put FAMU PD, administration, financial aid, all those things in a tower at the football stadium. And then you don't have to worry about people parking in the wrong places. You parked at the football stadium. Go to the tick, the parking office that's in the football stadium. Similar to what Florida State did. Not trying to copy it, but I think that's a way that you can get state funding to help pay off some of the costs. And then in the south end zone where the field house is, raise the field house, build a new one, but include classroom space, include meeting rooms include a fan experience area so that you can host events and parties and things like that. And I don't want to call it an observation deck, but a party deck and wrap that in some form of a bill that you can present to the state and have the main selling pitch be classroom space. We need additional classroom space. We need classroom halls, have some classroom spaces, some classes in that area, two to three, and also host your major testing there. That helps with, again, if you have a administrative tower at Bragg, that helps fix the parking situation. Because now you're not trying to park all over campus to find the police station and then go to Foothillier. Everything's in one place. And then with Foothillier, you preserve it as a building that was once FAMU's hospital. Maybe you renovate it turn it into dormitories or something of that nature, but provide a mechanism so that we can potentially preserve Foothill because you'd hate to lose a building with that kind of history, especially with what FAMU hospital meant to the university. But again, these are just ideas. I think that would be best suited for our university though. If we put all the administrative offices in one place, especially FAMU PD and FAMU parking, because it would literally be that easy and you could use the substation for storage and for additional policing activities such as, hey, somebody's done something stupid. OK, take them to the substation, get them away from campus by the baseball stadium. So just just an idea, just a thought and other things of that nature. Uh, just again, because the family police station has no parking. Just not a lot. Um, little ranty there, but um, finding a good place to take a stop there. So we're going to take a break there, y'all. Um, I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about FAMU's football program. This is Fags Up. All right, and we're back. So we were talking about football, and I, I did get on a rant about the football stadium just because I'm very passionate about FAMU. I'm not going to lie. I, I love that university, and I love what it offers to its students and what it's given me. 
my daughter is here partially because of Florida A&M University. That's where I met her mother. But uh, FAMU football, we all the news in Rattler land is not great. We are losing one of our players due to injury. He is Destin Coates. He's number one. He's a 5'11", 200-pound running back. He was at Georgia State, but he's transferring from Georgia State to FAMU. He attended Rickards High School right there on the south side of Tallahassee. That's my mama's school. And I was at the game. I was at the Orange and Green game when he got hurt, and it was a non-contact injury. And I remember standing on the sideline next to a uh, colleague who covers Florida A&M University as well, and I turned to him. I said, dude, you think this is ACL? He's like, I don't know, man, but it don't look good. And we both said, like, non-contact. He went straight to grabbing. And you could tell. He was running. He hits a cut. And as soon as he cuts, he goes down. And expletives are flying. And you, you're not begrudging the child because you're like, yep, I'm a grown. You're, you're, you're not a child, but I'm, I'm, I'm older than him. <laughs> so the guy is, like, on the ground just – and he's distraught. You can tell he's injured. He knows something's wrong. You know something is wrong. He's in some semblance of pain. And uh, it just sucked. It really sucked. And per the source, I was told uh, that Coach will not play the season and that it was okay to say such because, as I told you, I don't always seek to break news. Occasionally I do, but that's not my purpose. I'm, I'm here to hype, hype up our university. But that is the news I received that, Coates is going to be out for the season. If it is not valid, then I apologize. I hope I'm not besmirching your name by saying such, but I was told he's not going to be able to play this season. And I, I hope he all gets better. I, I hope he feels better. I hope he's able to come back because as a competitor, you don't want anybody to get hurt. And as a fan, you especially don't want anybody to get hurt from your team. That That's not why you play the game. You don't play football to hurt the other person. Yeah, I'm trying to run through your chest but I'm not trying to cave in your chest and kill you. I, I'm trying to force my will upon you so I can get to a particular goal, but not to the point where I hurt you. Uh, so it, that was unfortunate. And that was discouraging to hear, but it was understandable. As I stated after the spring game, I told y'all, I said, Hey, I don't know about that one. If he's trying to come back, I, I hope looking at that injury from, three feet away, six feet away. I mean, I, I, I didn't get in his personal space because, again, I don't know the, the student well enough to just be over there trying to console him and stuff like that. But you could tell he was very uncomfortable and it was a injury of some significance. And I've stated, I was like, if he got the injury, I think it is, I would encourage him to sit out until next year. And if he does so whew, and comes back, that dude probably going to put on like a good five, six pounds. And he was already yoked up. I, I I don't know if you've seen Destin Coates lately. Yoked up. But he was swole. Like, fam, he was running back room next year. Might be a problem. I, I ain't going to say run the, run the option of the wing tee next year. But I'm just saying, coach, please run the ball with that stable of running backs you got. And get a couple of them boys from the Midwest because, uh, yeah, they had some big old boys up there. Uh, <laughs> continuing talking about football, though, we had two guys featured on the All-American list. If you did not catch Scotty uh, off script last night, he had a podcast, him and Blue, him and Blue Bloods, uh, his boy Blue. <laughs> Sorry, Scotty, I am poking a little fun at you. Not really poking fun, but admiration, respect. Uh, but they, they had a F. CS 
level of uh they just went over the all Americans and we had two fam you had two all Americans make the list one of which was the man the myth the award winning legend Isaiah Land he was on there that dude and it didn't seem like he was like he didn't jump off the page when you just watched it like as a fan just watching the games you're like okay yeah yeah like you're so into the like ebbs and flow of the game that I didn't realize until the end of the season. Like, yo, this dude was dominant. Like, Isaiah Land was, you look at his stats and they're stupid. Like, who does this? I think the guy has 19 sacks and like, how do you not double team that dude every time you see him? Like, yep, mama, there go that man again. Put two of them on him, please, baby. Okay. Like, something. Somebody block him because. My Lord, and I don't think he he didn't get all the blocks against Jackson State. He got enough, but he didn't get all of them against sacks against Jackson State. Somebody blocked that man. And uh, an honorable mention, though, and I forgot to mention this on the uh, YouTube, but General Hunt got an honorable mention. I've been telling y'all, that boy good. And he's not huge. He's like 5'11", like 280, 290 something, but got a little bit of that Aaron Donald to him. If he could Stay in the weight room. Mm. Yeah, General. I'm, I'm cheering for you. Our other official All-American that was mentioned was B.J. Bowler. And that shimmyin. Woo. That shimmyin capper right there. That dude is a different breed. That guy is good. Like, he had some plays in the Florida Classic that made you look over and say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah. Leave him alone. And then you go back and watch his highlight film. Yeah. That dude was good. I, I He's already on my list of guys to keep out for. But, yeah, BJ from Okoe High School. Okay. And his brother is on the team, too. His brother is bigger. I, tell, I, I said it once. Man, fam, you secondaries. Good. Sneaky good. Don't, don't tell nobody about it, though. I'm just saying, don't tell nobody about us. I think we get a pick in that Orange Blossom Classic. Might get two. I'm I'm going to count one pick, though. I ain't going to put no money on it because I don't gamble. But if you do, and if you find somebody that will put some money on, fam, you getting a pick, go make you some money. Just saying. That boy good. He, he gets sacks. He gets – I don't know if he had any sacks. He did have a fumble. That's That fumble – he also had interceptions, several interceptions. In the Florida Classic, that play where he's running down the field, I believe he strips the ball while, excuse me, Marquise Bell is holding the guy up, picks the ball up, and scurries down the field like a scalded dog. But he was gone. And, yeah, yeah, he's like that, as the children say. That dude's like that. So, fam, you ended up with two on the list there. And again, we got some more coming. I'm telling you, our FAMU is going to be a defense that's going to be sneaky good. And we're going to need to be good because our division's tough. FAMU's, in, FAMU's got the, uh, <laughs> we got the tough side of the swag. We got that. Like, Alabama A&M's got a good offense. Jackson State's Jackson State. Alabama State's going to be solid. And Cookman's got a tight end that is a monster. Like, I remember going to the Florida Classic, like, 
who's going to cover this guy? And uh, we 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 definitely going to have an interesting time because I, I, I want to see Isaiah land in coverage a little bit. I think more teams are going to try to make that happen. He's an edge rusher, kind of a linebacker. I don't know how many times you put his hands in the dirt, but he he's going he lost a little bit as far as defensive tackles in front of him because man those defensive tackles family defensive line was some they were some some man eaters I mean they were just yeah those dudes were not they were not to be played with and I'm just saying that's the defense you definitely want to keep an eye on I, across the board front to back secondary is going to be nice defense linebacking core all oh, that's going to be good and that's going to be a great segue to let y'all know starting on Sunday, we're going to start talking about the defensive players to keep an eye out and who to look out for. We're going to go position by position, give you probably two to three. Uh, I'm going to look, I'm looking over here at the defensive ends. Uh, yeah. Defensive ends. I'm going to give you probably one guy to look out for on the defensive ends. That That's going to be it. And then other than that, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it moving. Uh, then the defensive tackles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive tackles gonna be something to talk about. That and the linebackers. Linebackers are gonna be the most fun to talk about. So I may put together the defensive tackles and the defensive ends just to give you two solids of defensive linemen and just rope them all together. Just that's just me thinking out loud. That ain't good podcasting. Um, but that being said, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a pause and we're going to get ready to talk about the women's basketball. And we're going to finish by taking you inside the den. We're going to talk about HBCU Digital Network. This is Fangs Up. Greetings. We're going to finish up, y'all. And we are going to finish by talking about FAMU women's basketball as well as going inside the den and talking about HBCU Digital Network. Women's basketball got roasted last week because it's been fairly quiet on the home front as far as FAMU athletics and the women's basketball program. We're hearing about football is out there. Basketball is continuously making offers. Baseball has calmed down since the end of the season. Softball, likewise. But basketball's pretty much been dormant ever since we made that last notification that we were getting a transfer from the College of Charleston. All that being said, that has been slightly changed because we did get a signing and a transfer in Midi or Yomi. She's a six foot guard who's from Purdue. She's a senior and she attended King's Christian Collegiate and she's Canadian. So I, uh, that's, I needed that shot in the arm as a fan one because we have been getting roasted for our lack of whatever involving women's basketball. The joke is our girls can win the runway show, but they can't win a basketball game and stuff like that. And I mean, it is what it is. They're college girls. I'm not looking at those kids, but we, we, we have to win games. That That's definitely going to be something that has to be said. And I've stated our path to winning is going to include signing students that are transfer athletes, signing players that are going to be able to come in and win and help us get more than three wins. FAMU this season, we need 10. Just I'm just going to be as transparent as possible. As a fan, women's basketball 
And as a person who's considerate of, okay, we had three wins last year, first season, you're growing. I need 10. 10 wins is a growth spot. Five wins isn't growth to me. Five wins is, it's a little bit of growth, but it's not tangible growth that you're going to say, okay, I believe in the product and I believe in what's what's taking place. And all those games weren't smokers. They weren't complete blowouts, but a lot of them were. And enough of them were to cause concern and to raise the question of what was going on and what's taking place within the basketball program. And that's not a slight on Coach Pillow. I, I have no problems with her. I don't dislike her. I actually like her. She's a nice lady. When I've met her, she was very friendly, very professional. She cares. She knows the game. She understands the X's and O's. Just got dealt a really crappy hand. I mean, let's be honest. If we play in spades, she got dealt a hand with two spades. And they were low spades. And she ain't had many face cards. Like, so what you gonna do with a with a bunch of low spades and one face card? You gonna get your two two books in a in a in a possible and walk up out of there. If that, you're gonna be looking at your partner sitting in there, partner. I know how we be talking. Partner. You on y'all. <laughs> and that's what it was last year. With 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 the advent of COVID. And COVID kicked our butt so bad it wasn't funny. Like we beat BCU last year, but COVID was a comeback because COVID kicked our tails. Like it just it it, it wasn't even a comp there was no competition. COVID won that. COVID won basketball season. Who was our number one rival in basketball last year? COVID <laughs> and injuries because it just debilitated the, the roster and made it darn near impossible to really produce a winning product. So I'm glad to see Coach Pillow's got another signing. I'm hoping we get one or two more. I, I've said it again. And I'll say it again. I said it again and again. I want to score. Like, I want to, I don't, I don't want to say a girl version of MJ, but dang, that's really kind of what I want. Somebody that's going to give me a solid 15 and 10, 20 and 10, 10 and five, something. Somebody giving me 10 to 12 points. I need that. I, I need just one, like one, one Jenny saying, baby, you got me. You got your 15 points. Now the rest of y'all can, can, can I get another 15 out of two, out of one, two of y'all? Okay. Oh, you can give me 15. She can give me 15. That's 30 right there. Y'all two? Okay. All right. Can some two tens? Okay. Okay. So I got a a 15 and two tens. That's 50 points. Women's basketball wise, that's not bad. Heck, college basketball wise, 50 points a game. It's not going to win a lot of games, but you're competitive. And we had too many games. We were scoring like 20 points, 25 points, 30 points. I We... We didn't score enough. And again, it's, it's not speaking ill of the program. Them's, them's is facts. We were three and 25. I'm seeing what? 50 to 79, 54 to 79. And then a whole lot of forties until we get to Texas international, another 50, 70, 60, 50, 70, 50, 70, 50 is okay. And we had to forfeit. I see a whole 30. So I'm seeing a bunch of 50s. Okay. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. 43. Like, I'm just saying, can my starters give me 50? 
if the starters can give me 50 and the bench can give me 20, that's 70 points. I'm looking here and that's competitive. That's another, what, one, two, three, four, five. And this ain't good radio, but it, it, it'll make sense. Six, seven. That was a win anyway. Eight, nine. So we, we, we talking nine to ten wins. Okay. If you can score 70 points a game, that needs to be our target just for this season. Coach, tell the girls, I need 70. Why? Just so we can be competitive. I need 80. If I can get 80 a game, that's a whole nother season. 80 points a game? Averaging? Man, please, you you are in the SWAC tournament. You are one of the best teams in the SWAC. Heck, 80 points, you're one of the better teams in NCAA basketball. So I'm glad to see that. I need that as a fan. Bring me some more, Coach Pillow, and we'll definitely do what we can to start supporting supporting the product because she needs five thousand in the in the gym to make it amenable to make it something that the girls want to play in. If it's less than two three, if it's fifteen hundred people in the gym, it swallows you up. It's it's too. It ain't Gaither, <laughs> like so. We we need fifteen hundred people. Just to be there for the warm-ups, but three to four thousand would be a nice number to watch the girls. If not, just a freaking sellout. Like, go watch both games. So, uh, that being said, though, that's enough for women's basketball. Let's go inside the den. We're gonna finish up an HBCU Digital Network with the announcement. Appreciate y'all. HBCU Digital Network is announced that they have picked up your man's. I don't. I don't use the term your boy because. I'm a black man. I'm from the South and you not going to be calling me a boy unless you're my daddy. And I ain't got but one of them. So I let a couple of my uncles slide with that, but I may not say anything to you, but I do not like being called a boy. Uh, Cause that gum I'm a man. And there is a very negative connotation. with calling a black man, a boy in the South. Um, but HBCU digital did announce earlier this week that HBCU Digital Network welcomes Keith Hadley and Fangs Up Podcast. Listen, download everywhere you listen to podcasts. Please do that because it helps grow the brand. It helps grow the product. Rate, review on YouTube and Apple Pod because I've been told it helps with the demographics and helps with the algorithms. algorithms. But that's largely why on Twitter I do hashtags and not just ats. Hashtags affect the algorithm more than adding people. If I at you, I at one person. If I hashtag, I hashtag everyone who has that particular interest. So it's a little bit of playing with the numbers and and trying to do our best to get the most attention possible because we want viewers. We are looking to branch out. Hopefully we will get to covering more than just the football games, but to also cover the band material too because the twitter page is called the fifth quarter and in black culture the fifth quarter is when the bands face off it's not really having to do much with football so uh but that's the show y'all we've been picked up by hbcu digital network and i appreciate your time excuse the rants for today i'm super excited about to have some daddy time with my little person and she's been asking to play Injustice. And she's going to beat me because I'm not good at that game. Uh, so, as always, y'all, it's going to be fangs up. Thank you for listening. And if you have not listened to that FAMU 
and watch the FAMU production, the Marching 100s production at the Louis Vuitton Parade. Go follow and check on the FQ FAMU Twitter page or the Fangs Up Twitter page. And if you're not following them, what are you doing? But it's always going to be Fangs Up.